welcome to Latinas with the Mic. I'm your host, Rosa. And I'm your host, Jennifer. And today is our third and final episode of our Motherhood series. Recording this Motherhood series has been so much fun. We have loved to be able to hear y'all's stories in regards to motherhood and sharing ours. Yes. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about motherhood life lessons. Yes. But before we start, <laughs> we are not drinking anything today. <laughs> we were. Yes. We were earlier. It was a mixture of a... Um, it's like a mangolada. Mangoniada. Um, that's what you guys call it? I thought it was mangolada. No, it's mango, mangonada. Yeah, because mangoniada is like when somebody does that. Ah, thing. okay, okay. Uh, mangonada, and then she was doing the same thing, like a pineapple. Yeah, and we put, tajin, some, we put some tequila in it, and you know. Exactly. <laughs> All right, so let's get into our episode. And also, just real quick, this is our first video podcast, so we're yes. really excited. It's only going to be available on Spotify. Just so you guys know. Yes. All right, let's talk about it. Uh, so right now, what is that Googling? <laughs> okay, so first let's start with what Google says about what is a life lesson. And according to Google, a life lesson is just what it sounds. It's not, it is a lesson you learn in life. It is really based on the idea of learning from your mistakes, which it happens a lot during motherhood. A hundred percent, that's what I was about to say. Yes. So we have a few things that we were talking about, like what has been like the strongest or most important life lessons. Mm -hmm. And Jennifer first mentioned choosing your, the right partner. Yes, uh, because that's something that I have always tell people when they're like, am I ready to have a baby? I don't know if I want a baby, blah, 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 blah. And I always tell them, I don't care what is that you got going on in your mind and everything. First thing is, is that person the right person? to have a baby with. Because mm -hmm. a lot of people are really fun to just hang and be with and, you know, just in the moment, in the honeymoon phase. Mm -hmm. But having a baby, being pregnant with the wrong person can mess you up really bad. Yeah. You know, just those nine months of pregnancy can be hell or heaven, depending on the person that you choose to be with. Mm -hmm. You know, and then after that, raising a kid, I think a lot of times we don't think about it, or there's, you know, especially like when you're young, you see all mm -hmm. these women that like now think sometimes that when you have a kid, yeah. you know, if, you, if you're like in a toxic relationship or you really exactly. want the man, then you, if you get pregnant, he'll stay by your side. And mm -hmm. that's like the worst. Oh my God. The worst thing you can do, you know, because like you said, you don't know what that person is going to be like. As, I mean, if he's already a fucked up partner, mm -hmm. imagine as a parent, you know? Yes, 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 yes. And that's like, Let's say none of you guys have babies. It is it is hard because now both of you are going to learn how mm -hmm. to be a parent. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of things that you really don't even know, you know, that you should know about parenting. So mm -hmm. now both of you are learning that. And that's cool. Now let's talk about when you have kids. And yeah. then you start dating somebody else. And now you're including that person to your life. I come with that because yesterday I was literally having breakfast with some friends. And one of them, she has a couple of kids already with her ex-husband mm -hmm. now she's you know seeing somebody and she's like you know talking about like maybe having a kid with this person and i told her i was like i mean you don't even live with this person yet mm -hmm. how do you know this person parenting style matches your parenting style oh my god that's you such know a huge and something mark. that she kind of brought up was the fact that he likes to course a lot mm -hmm. i guess with um his nephew or something like that but she doesn't course to her kids and i'm like that would be a big crash because mm -hmm. it's like if you don't 100%. you know if your kids are not used to to deal with that somebody like screaming on their ears or telling mm -hmm. them like hey sit your ass down stuff like that 
then how will you deal with that when you see them? Yeah. You know, because I remember recently you also told me how uh, you go to see how somebody, uh, this girl that have kids, she has a new baby daddy mm-hmm. screaming at her all the baby daddy's kids. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And you were like, I don't think I will, I will be okay with that. Yeah. But obviously she was okay-ish with the situation. So it's like those are the type of things that people don't be thinking. They're just like, oh yeah, we love each other and we should be together. Exactly. And it's like, I mean, yeah. what if this person likes to spank their kids and you're not into yeah. that? So it's different when you think about like being a, in a relationship with somebody, just exactly. the two of you. But then when you had children, it's kind of like, Oof. you know, you can be a whole different person. You, you mm-hmm. know, you know? Mm-hmm. And what about like when you have kids? Like the first time I remember like me, I used to be like, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to be like this. I'm going to be like that. Then my first daughter comes up and it's like, everything changes. Like I I do not see myself being mean to her or, or, you know what I mean? Like uh, whooping her, but nothing Mm -hmm. like that. Because before I used to be like, oh yeah, like my kid would never. You know what I mean? If she do this, I would whoop, like right there. But then you have your kids and everything changes. But does it change in the men? You know, because I know as a mom, I mean, we're the one that pushes babies. Like, you know, we feel like, yeah, I don't want nobody to hurt my kid. Mm-hmm. But what if you already had a talk and then this person is like, yeah, we're going to whoop our kids. And then now you're like, okay, no, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, you have to be with somebody that you will be able to have this type of conversations. It's- That's what it is. It's the conversations, mm-hmm. you know, like I know for me those conversations never happened because exactly. both of my kids were unplanned, you know? Mm-hmm. But now, like, with my with my second child, and mm-hmm. I always tell you this, yeah. we have very different parenting styles. So it makes yes. it really hard because I believe in one thing and he believes in another thing, and we clash a lot. Yeah. Hence us now needing co-parenting therapy because exactly. we don't think the same way when it comes to raising our son. So it's kind of like, mm. you know? It's, it's, it's a lot harder than if we were on the same page. Exactly. And that's why I, I'm telling you, uh, one thing I have learned is that it is important. Choose the right person that you want to have these babies And with. have the right conversations. Too. Yes. Have you the know? hard conversations. Have hard conversations. Exactly. You know, because a lot of people is like, oh, well, I don't want to tell him. I don't know how he's going to feel. I don't know if he's going to like it. I don't know this mm-hmm. and that. It's like, no, you want to tell these people. You want to tell this person. Um, also, I was having brunch <laughs> always be having brunch with other girlfriends and two of them were saying how they don't want kids you know they were like mm-hmm. i don't want kids and one of the things that i asked to one of them is like did you tell your partner mm-hmm. you know because it is really important that both of you understand like are we both agreeing that we don't want kids mm-hmm. and then it comes with that our friend our mutual friend that one wants say, it, the other one doesn't want it, and then it's like that. it's that. that a lot in like our friends, and and where one will be like, well, I don't want it, and mm-hmm. I do, but they've been dating for years now, and it's yeah. kind of like, how is this just coming up now? And then it comes without like we have the hard conversation. We both of we both of us understand that we're not on the same mm-hmm. on the same track. Then what we do after that? Yeah, you know, and I think like before having kids. You definitely need to I mean those conversations need to happen you know once once the relationship gets serious enough mm-hmm. if you're dating and it gets serious enough to where you can turn into like a moving in together or marriage yes. you yes. know they should happen then and even about children as well because if you think about it mm-hmm. a lot of times you don't plan it you know exactly it's kind of like you're sexually active mm-hmm. and then bam next thing you know you're pregnant but mm-hmm. you've never talked about it before yeah yeah so, and talk about finances as well it's schools I think it is yes. important because then it's like, well, I always wanted my kids to go to private school. Religious beliefs. 
That's a big one, you know? Like, I want my kids to go to this church or be this. And they're mm -hmm. like, well, I don't want my kids to go to church at all. And it's like, yeah. How so the fuck down? Like, now we definitely need to talk about this. <laughs> I so. think that was a very important life lesson for me and something that I, for my third child and third <laughs> baby daddy. <laughs> How's that they say the third is the what do you say? Uh, third, 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 third time's a charm. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, hoping not to have a third baby daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna adopt, but um, so I'll just say like which one of the I three would I choose? I think I, I think uh, this episode comes a little too late for me. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, it's a life lesson. It's a you life learn. Lesson. You know, yes. you know what I mean. That's that's how it works. Like now you learn. So moving forward. Hopefully, bitch, <laughs> you will do better. <laughs> uh, the, the other thing that I wanted to talk about was just mental health and what mm -hmm. what I've learned, right? Because I think growing up, you know, we all have like childhood traumas and mm -hmm. you know what what I call limiting beliefs or what mm -hmm. it's called limiting beliefs. And I think a lot of times we don't realize that we're putting all that in, you know, passing it down to our children. Yes. Um, so I just want. I think I learned to just be aware and be conscious of. All of that shit that I had, yeah. you know, and working through it, and going to therapy, and understanding, and, and seeing how it was affecting my kids. Your kids, exactly, you exactly. Know? Yeah, there is a lot of things like, let's say, something that has always affected me in a way is that both of my parents, my parents, got divorced when I was twelve. Mm -hmm. So then, uh, one of the issues that maybe me and my partner always had is that his partners his parents never got divorced you know his dad passed away but it just it was kind of recently so it's like mm -hmm. he grew up having both of his parents together so to him it's like you get with somebody have kids and it's like a forever thing mm -hmm. to me since i already saw my parents get divorced it's mm -hmm. like ah it's really not forever thing because i can see how you can get divorced you know mm -hmm. so i have this you know we both have like a different ways of seeing things mm -hmm. so i actually had to go we both went to therapy together and i had to definitely work on that of learning that you know there is nothing wrong with seeing that you can be with somebody forever mm -hmm. you know because even though my parents got divorced it doesn't mean that everybody else exactly. work is not gonna work you know and vice versa because i also had to tell him like well let's just be realistic a little bit you know i just want to make sure that if you ever decide to leave there is a door, but your kids will always be your kids. Mm -hmm. So as long as you take that responsibility, you know, so that is something that when it comes to mental health, that is like, where, where is your mind, you know, where is your mind mm -hmm. at and what are you doing about it? Yeah. Because I didn't want my kids, I don't want my kids, I don't want to drag them with that. Mm -hmm. Of like, oh, you can never be with somebody forever or something, you oh, know, yeah. like break their yeah. thing yeah. just because mentally I'm not, I wasn't there. I think, I think one of the biggest things I realized when I started going to therapy or why, I guess, you know, I told you I was having a lot of problems with my daughter where she would see me more of like as, as a friend than uh, my mom. Yeah. And mm -hmm. then we had like those disciplinary issues. And then I realized that it came from my childhood because I had, you know, things in my childhood that I didn't work through. So then I was being overprotective. Uh, her. Yes. And I wanted her to be able to trust me if anything happened to her mm -hmm. to be able to come to me and tell me mommy this happened. Yes, and yes. I wanted it so, so bad that the way for me to do it is if, well, if I'm her friend, she's gonna trust me yes but then it's such a thin line you know mm -hmm. being a parent and being a friend exactly so it didn't work out the way i wanted it to work mm -hmm. out you know and and then i had to go to therapy and realize that the way i was being with her 
if I was being honest with myself, was all because of my own exactly. issues and my trust issues and my, you know, mm-hmm. insecurities. And so I was kind of like, that was dictating my relationship with her. Exactly. So that was like a big, a big thing that I definitely had to work through and kind of like take a chill pill. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, and now it's hard because now she's 13 and I'm trying to rebuild that where it's like, no, I'm your, I'm your mother. You know, I want exactly. you to be able to not, trust me, mm-hmm. but I'm your mom. Yeah, yeah, like, we're not friends. You know, like, in that way, like, we're not friends. I'm still your mom, so mm-hmm. you have to respect me like one. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was really mature of you to kind of yeah. get to see and be like, hold on, this is not yeah. working. We need but to fix me, that. It took me a lot, like, years, you know? Yeah. I, I pretty much yeah. raised her with that mentality. And and then you and I, we had conversations, mm-hmm. and I was kind of like, because I remember you telling me, which I like, you're, you're like her friend. And not yeah, her friend. exactly. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> Where's my therapist? <laughs> so now another part that we definitely, I would love to bring it up, and I know you want to bring it up as well, it's like toxic parenthood. Oh my God. Or toxic yo. motherhood. I mean, I would say parenthood because you can be a it's, toxic yeah. dad, a toxic mom, but sometimes that motherhood is serious, I guess. So many examples of it, but I think oh my both God, parents yes. can be toxic. And, you know, we always just think as toxic as like in relationships, but yeah, like but co-parenting is a relationship and... You know, parents can be toxic, even though if you're not together and you don't even want to be with each other, exactly. you can still be toxic towards each other. Yes. Just, you know what I'm saying? Yes. There's toxic parenting. Um, parents are enablers. You know? Oh my um, God, yes. That's that's are- one of the ones that we see the most right now. Yes. Uh, about, uh, well, like those mothers that, and you know what something that I noticed the most? It's, it's, it is mostly with uh, boys. You know, like I think it mostly happened yeah. with the boys because as a mom, sometimes you kind of push the daughter a little bit more mm-hmm. than you do with the boys. Yeah. Some of them, obviously, we're talking about toxic parenthood. So it's like mostly about mm-hmm. mothers that are enablers, mm-hmm. you know, that they always want to find an excuse of why her kid is, you know, away before they actually can get to understand like, wait a second, no, that's a fucking problem. Yeah. Like, no, you're doing it wrong. You're the one that needs to do it wrong. You need to pay for what you're doing wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, just when we say talk about, you know, being petty or being immature or uh-huh. you know, being enablers, like all that type, I think at the end of the day, because I think we've all been there. I know for a fact I've been there before, you know, mm-hmm. and it wasn't until you really start to understand that the kids come first regardless of anything, yes. regardless of how the relationship is going, how he treated you, how she treated you. Mm-hmm. You have to seriously put all this shit to the side when you're yeah. talking about your child and what's best for the child. And yeah. that can be really tough. Especially if there's feelings involved, you know? If there's still feelings involved, that's when the lines get really blurred. Yeah. I remember, now that we're talking about enabler, I remember that when my brother and I were, uh, well, sounds really little. My brother had like an issue with the school. He was like really hard-headed, didn't want to like learn, stuff like that. And I remember that my mom would reward him for everything. Absolutely everything. Janka will fail at class and my mom will still buy him a PlayStation or will, you know, buy him an Xbox. Will, you know, whatever, whatever. And I remember that uh, the last year we were in DR, Jan failed that year school. And my mom still bought him like a PlayStation 2 or 3, whatever it was by that time. That was like back in 2010, 2000, yeah. something like that. And we were all telling her all the time, like, you are enabling, like, you are mm-hmm. making him think that it's okay to do nothing. Mm-hmm. You're making him believe that it's okay to be a piece of shit. And you're going to pretty much raise a shitty-ass person for society. Mm-hmm. 
I remember I used to call him Papi Shampoo. <laughs> what does that mean? It, it's like a, like a way of, you know, like those handsome men that they just look good, but that's it. They ain't okay. good for shape. They just looking, mm -hmm. you know, just looking good. That's exactly how we call him because I remember like, I would have to like grab groceries. Oh my God, John would like take his fucking time. And Gucci, I'm like, bro, hurry the fuck up. And so my mom was an enabler. I remember her being a freaking enabler with my brother. And that didn't help him at all. That didn't help him at all. What helped my brother was when he came here and my stepdad was like, nope, you're yeah. gonna work. You're gonna nope, you're gonna get your ass up, you know? And that actually put him to be the person he is today. Mm -hmm. If it would have stayed with my mom, the way my mom normally would, because my mom is like, oh, but you know Jam is so special. Would well, you know that Jam did? Because she would think that Jam was, I don't know, slow yeah. because, I don't know. You know, it was like, he maybe has something. So I need, no, ma, that's not true. Mm -hmm. And I have seen that and now in adults. Where it's like they're all as hell, they still live with a mom. That's the thing, like when we talk about parents are enablers, but is there like, you know, I was talking to my therapist, and I think she's mentioned that to me of being kind of like an enabler as in my co parenting relationship mm -hmm. with, you know, my with children's uh -huh. fathers. Father. Mm -hmm. And I had never yeah, thought about it because you see that in parents, and I said all day long, and I called Jonathan, and I'm like, bro, it's such an enabler. Mm -hmm. You know, so and so mom is such an enabler, and this and that. But I never thought that I was one, you exactly. know, when you, when you're like, I don't know. Like I told my, my therapist that I was going to start looking for a co-parenting therapy for my baby dad number two. And, <laughs> and, and she's like, and why exactly are you doing this? Like, why is it you? Exactly. And I didn't know what to say, but I was like, oh, well, you know, it's through my employer mm -hmm. and this and that. And she was like, okay, but in the back of my mind, I know that's BS. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, why yeah. am I looking? Yeah, no, like always, I'm like you're, you're like, now. you're like, uh, <laughs> one of them doesn't have a job, but I, I got him a job. It's like, why are you the one oh getting him everything? They don't have a car, you get it for them. They don't have a job, you get it for them. We're like, gonna talk about that in toxic relationships because that's a yes. different thing. That wasn't yes. just parenting, but you know, but yeah. that was when we were together too. Mm -hmm. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> Y'all don't hear this. <laughs> So, yes. And when it comes to, like, I don't know, being immature, like, what do you think that that, that will, like... Okay, I have a story to tell. Please, I'm not going to say which baby daddy did this. Uh, <laughs> this was years ago, by the way. And, like I said, I've had my immature moments, too, so yeah. it wasn't just him. But I remember we had a thing with the clothes, with my my child and okay. that clothes. You know, you, you, you send them on to dad's house and with your clothes, ah, and then... Yeah. He would send uh, my baby back with like clothes that were. <laughs> I just. Said yeah. <laughs> now we know we show you that later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Story. Let me just say. So one time, he was mad at me for whatever whatever reason. We got into it right before he came to drop off uh, my baby, and this mother freaker literally. <laughs> He had just bought my baby clothes. He literally took all the clothes of my child and gave them to me. I know. I was like, are you? Oh, that's there. Yeah. That is petty. That's petty and immature. Absolutely. Petty and immature. Like, literally yeah. did that shit. Just, he went to the house, dropped the baby off in diapers. Yeah. And took all his shit back. Yeah. I was like, yeah. what kind of shit is this? But that's, that's very immature, you know? And, and, and something that I have noticed uh, also with one of my girlfriends is like, because of the same thing, being petty and immature. Mm -hmm. How the daddy has been with the kids, like, uh, they'd be like, Dad, can we have this thing? And they're like, no, you do that at your mama's house. Oh, no, you do that at my house. You, can, you know, like, having that thing of, like, you know, uh, no, I'm not going to buy that because it's your mom's stuff. 
I already sent her uh what is it? Yeah, like I already gave her I already, money, so uh -huh, like I already support. I already I already got her the what is the the money that you pay? Child support. The child support. Mm -hmm. Since you have bought you that or that. Like, sir, yes. what the heck? Like That's what no, I I'm not gonna buy you that thing because your mom your mom should have got it because she got the child support like Exactly. Like that's some petty ass shit, some immature ass shit, and mostly here in the U.S. Like I feel like, yes. come on, like you shouldn't have to be like so stingy with shit just because of you that. Know what I'm saying? Oh, I, I gave you, I gave you, mama, two hundred dollars a month for that for to pay everything about your life. Sir, shut the fuck up. That was like what I was saying that time. Like I remember calling him afterwards and being like. You really doing this to hurt yeah. me? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you're trying to hurt me through my child because it did piss me off. Yeah. You know, that's just so immature. Like yeah. You know, you don't. You're using our child to get back at me. Exactly. Without realizing how much that will hurt. The yeah. Kid. Exactly. Because we sometimes be thinking like, well, they're too young. They will remember. Well, they're too these. They will do that. Mm -hmm. Like kids, sometimes they grow being in a way and they don't even know why because unconsciously mm -hmm. they have it in the back yes. of their head yes you know there's a lot of things that you might do like uh, mm -hmm. for example like my mom she she hates lightning like lightning mm -hmm. like when it's like mm -hmm. raining and stuff like that, she hates lightning she doesn't know why but she feels like somehow something really bad happened to her mm -hmm. while it was lightning well you know they say that like it's from our from the time we're born to our seven years of age. Mm -hmm. It's when we gather pretty much like ninety five percent or ninety percent of our personalities mm -hmm. in our subconscious mm -hmm. mind. So those are like the critical years. Exactly. So I found that out not too. So I was like, God damn, my kids are fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I found that out not too long. Oh shit. <laughs> oh my god. Pay hey, for the rest of your life. But <laughs> start saving for those therapies. <laughs> so oh now we can move forward with like breaking generational courses. That's a big one. That is really big. And mostly yeah. us coming from a Hispanic uh, community. You know what I mean? For yeah. the Hispanic families and stuff like that. Yeah. Because there's a lot of things that Hispanics mostly do that we're like, right now, like, uh-uh. Mm -hmm. I ain't doing that with my kids. Mm -hmm. You know? I think, I think, like, I know some people that go through, like, or have, like, bad childhoods where they're, like, abused or they're mm -hmm, beaten. Or, mm -hmm. You know, this type of discipline that's, like, over the top type yes. of discipline. Uh -huh. And it's kind of like, now, I don't want to raise my kids like that. I don't want to discipline in the same way mm -hmm. or, or like me like I want to be where we have like an open household where my daughter can come and talk to me about things mm -hmm, and my mm -hmm. son as well and we are just more open about things exactly. versus you know in a Hispanic household it's usually really close like you don't yeah like you don't talk about shit you, know, and you, you don't know, talk about sex it's you don't funny. talk about taboos and yeah. pills and now know? now kids have have a voice and mm -hmm. I remember that was something that, that we were talking with Catherine. I think I was talking, I was talking to Catherine. Shout out to Catherine. Uh, not that long ago that I was telling her that we were, she sent me something and I was telling her like, I'm so glad that now we let our kids talk. Mm -hmm. Meaning if something is bothering you, what is bothering you? Mm -hmm. You know, before it was like, oh, you're mad. Well, go to your room and this and that, and, you know, whatever. But now we can, we give them that voice of like, what happened? Why are you mad mm -hmm. at me? Tell me. You know what I mean? Let me let, let's let's talk it out. Let me fix it. Or let's say sometimes I obviously like lose my temper, talk versus my kids, and then I just go back. Let's say with Jamila mostly, and I go back to Jamila, and I'm like, okay, let me explain you. I'm sorry. Yeah. Most of the time I come to her and I tell her I'm sorry. I should not have talked to you that way. But let me tell you what you did that got me to that point. Mm -hmm. You know, and then she be like, I apologize for this and that, and then I'm like, you know. 
Yeah. I hope you don't do it again. I hope I don't do that again. You know, and I hope that if I ever do it again, you understand, mommy. You know, you kind of don't, you know, don't hate mommy and the same thing with you. You know, and kind of having that talk. Before, I never, I don't know. I remember my mom telling me like, I'm sorry for whooping your butt, for giving you with a chancla. You know what I mean? Like, my dad none did, of that. My dad apologized when he whooped me. He's only with me one time in his life, and he cried and apologized afterwards. Well, yeah, okay. My dad, one time, he literally hit me, like, close fist, okay? On my nose, but it because my brother and I, we were fighting. We were fist fighting really hard. <laughs> when he broke, broke us down, we broke us down, um, I remember that my position was, it looked like I was about to hit my dad, but it wasn't for him. It was my brother, but he yeah. broke us in that moment, and he just, like... Boom! Oh, he oh, was straight oh, in, the, in the face. I was bleeding. I was like, oh my god! I was like, you know, and then he started no, crying too. And he I was, was just, like, he was like, I'm so sorry. He said, but you never lift your hands to me. Yeah, like you yeah. can never do that. I was like, I was, like, I'm so sorry, but it wasn't for you. You <laughs> know, like, you know, era para el otro pendejo. El otro. Okay, I love you. It's a joke. <laughs> but you know, I mean, stuff like that and. Like, yeah, he did that, you know, but with my, with my mom, I never had that. Another thing, another thing that just came to my mind, how normally Hispanic communities, well, maybe everybody, I don't know, but I'm going to say for Hispanics. Every time that an uncle or an auntie comes through, come over, it's like, oh, say hi and hug them or whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't tell that to my kids. I say say hi because you need to have like, you know, uh, manners. manners, but I don't be like hug them and kiss them. Mm -hmm. If my kids don't feel comfortable kissing and hugging nobody, they, I will yeah. never tell them, like, give them a hug, give them a, no. Of course. Of course. You know, force yeah. them, kind of like, no, you have to like, no, man, no, man. Yeah. I didn't do that. That, that's a big one and I was gonna say like with even with my with my son's father now like we when I say we clash a lot mm -hmm. it's our, our parents and stuff and he says he wants to break generational curses too but it's kind of like he was raised a certain way his whole life mm -hmm. so for him and the way he was disciplined it's kind of like kids don't have a voice like yeah you know no you respect you know like the old uh -huh, school uh -huh, uh -huh. so he's into still into that old school like you respect you don't say nothing you go to your room you don't talk back you don't you know yeah, but he ain't breaking nothing if he keeps doing it like that Exactly. So he has this moments where he's like, I want to break generational curses yeah. and I don't want to be like that. But it's a process. Yeah. Like it has been a process for him to be able to sometimes recognize and say, you know what, this is not because mm -hmm. because we talk about it and we've had therapy and we've talked about it and say, like, you know, they do have a voice. They do have an opinion. Mm -hmm. Like you do need to let let him talk yeah as long as just to keep it respectful you know what i mean because i'm really into like no being respectful to me oh yeah 100 percent. like the way you That's come at thing. me you better like watch it out I'm sorry, but i curse too much too like i mm -hmm. curse a lot and mm -hmm. i and and i recently i think i, I told you that the other day i was like rosa uh, and recently <laughs> i told you i was like i i curse at my kids a lot Mm -hmm. You know, well, I curse generally a lot, but I'm like, he calls it Yeah, And I was telling my therapist this last week. I said, you know, I noticed that I'm starting. I, I was, um, I was like really frustrated for whatever reason, mm -hmm. and I was yelling and you know in the house, and my daughter wasn't doing what I told her. And my son would come here, and I would be like, you know, like really kind of like angry and frustrated. But I was cursing a lot, and yeah. I told her I was like, I don't know what's why I reacted the way I did, but mm -hmm. afterwards I caught myself and I was like. I don't want them to remember me as a mom that que siempre está gritando or you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then she was like, well, have you done your self-care? Like, have you journaled? Have you done exactly. this? And I realized, like, you know what? I hadn't been meditating that week or I hadn't necessarily, like, I've, I had been too busy where I wasn't taking care of my And own. that's when you were, like, lashing out. And I was kind of, like, lashing out, you know? Mm -hmm, reflective. So, so then, goes back to our self-care episode, that's how important it is to take care of yourself so mm -hmm. that then you can be a better parent. 
because yeah. it happened to me just last week where I caught myself, thank God. Like we said at that time, like if you're not happy, then everybody around you might not gonna be able to be happy because you're gonna be like, just ready, ready and to. Just being, just being a mom of two, three, yes, four, five, yes, whatever. Yes, yes, yes. It's being a, a mom, period. Being a mom, period. Because if you're a mom of one, when it's your first time and you don't know, you know, about being a parent or anything like that, I remember like just being, having just one kid and just for me to leave the house, it took me, it would took me forever because I would feel like so overwhelmed and, you know, so. That's why mental health is so important because yeah. being a parent, it's a lot. Then you have to add on all your other regularly scheduled yeah. activities, your work and social life and all this shit. Mm -hmm. So. You definitely have to take care of your mental health. Right now, we can wrap it up. Yeah. And let's just talk about like three motherhood life lessons that mm -hmm. I believe is really important for everybody to know. And, and to practice. Yeah, and to practice. And those are, the first one is quality time. Yes. You know, I think it is really important to practice quality time um, with your kids. Sometimes we get so busy and mostly like us, like we're working moms. I'm a, a, well, we both work a, a work from home. Moms. We both work from home, but we also are business owners. And exactly. we have a social life and we have a lot of things going on and two kids and, mm -hmm. you know. And sometimes I have to remind myself like, oh my God, I haven't taken my kids out this whole week. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, let me take them to the jumping war or something, you know, something for them to do because I haven't had that one-on-one, -on -one, you know. Or sometimes I have to remind myself, put your phone down and let me look at her mm -hmm. while she's talking to me. Yes. You know, because sometimes it's oh like, yeah, we're spending yeah. time, but she's talking to me and I'm on my phone and doing this and doing that. And sometimes I'm like, Johnny, you need to. So I put it down and I'm like, yeah. yes, mommy. But like, you know, my son to. has called me out on that and he's and like, mommy, good. I'm talking to you and you're just on your phone. Mm -hmm. And it, there's that mom guilt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But even with the quality time part, that's something that I had to like recently really pay attention to. And I'm still working on it because mm -hmm. we get so busy that you think that just because you're home all day with them. It's not like, like oh, quality time. but you're, you're but not. You're not, you're not 100%. You know? and, and I know like my son's father had to mm -hmm. kind of like stop me and be like, you never, you're in the computer all day. Are you doing exactly, theater? exactly. So I had to start being like, okay, me taking them to school or wake, or getting them ready for school, mm -hmm. or, that, that doesn't include quality time. Exactly. So that's the thing that I think we all, we all struggle with mm -hmm. because with so many things and we can only like thin ourselves out so much. Exactly. But it is really important. I have to do better at that for sure but i try to at least during the week maybe go to the park you know mm -hmm. anything like that quality time that's a absolutely good one. the next one will be being affectionate affectionate yeah i have no problem with that i'm the most affectionate parent i'm kissing <laughs> and hugging my kids all day long they're tired of me but you know uh, but i'm not, i'm not judging you or telling you that you have to do <laughs> what i mean is like a lot of us and i'll say it for myself i don't remember growing up with my mom like yeah. loving on me mm -hmm. like that you know so that's something new to me so i mm -hmm. every time that i deal with my kids like i'm always like i love you isn't that giving the kids and stuff like that but that's new but that's something new because i didn't grow up with that yeah you know and i didn't grow up with my parents like loving on me and kissing on me and telling me like i love you i'm proud of you this and that you know nothing so, you know, that's something that is really important as, as a mom or as a parent just to just to remember, like, we... Be affectionate. Yes, yes. Yeah, because that teaches them to be affectionate as well. Yes, and know? to be more kind with people. They don't have to be... Because, yeah. I mean, a hug, bro. Like, people, just with a hug, you can feel, you know, it can change your whole mood. Mm -hmm. So, I feel like by you hugging your kids hard, like, loving on them, letting them know, like... I love you. That helps them a lot with this uh, self-esteem self and all of that. Did you say it right? Self-esteem. Yeah. What did I say? Self-esteem. Self yeah. What, what is it? it? Self-esteem. 
hated this for you. <laughs> you tell me if I said it right. Here I go. Self-esteem. There you go. Oh my God! I did it for you, Haiti. I did it for you. Shout out to Haiti right there. And our last one is for us to remember that kids are humans. Yes. Sometimes we expect kids to be like little machines. Of like, they cannot have a bad day because if today they're having a bad day and they're acting up, it's like, what is wrong with you? What is this, this and that? But then we've been having bad days every, every day, all day, and they need to understand us. You know what I mean? Oh my God. Yes. I'm just having a bad day, so now I'm talking crazy to everybody. Yeah. But if they do it, it's like... Uh, <laughs> have you caught yourself like yeah, like, with the girls and you're kind of like... Yeah, like, maybe like, they have been... Yeah, like having to understand like... Today is just not a good day for them. Yeah. You know what I mean? I have definitely had to calm myself. Like, me being, I can never be like, oh my God, you're being, the, and then kind of being like, wait a second. Uh -huh. They're not, like, they're not perfect. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They're having, you know, and honestly, with my girls, I have found myself being, learning to be more compassionate and being more understanding on things and having more patience because, yeah, I'm like a lot of that. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's a motherhood, it's a process, and you're never perfect. Yeah. I always tell my kids this: we are. Not, there, there's no no such thing as a perfect parent, mm -hmm. but there can be a parent that's trying to be better yes. than that, their parents were. Yeah. You know. So I think, and kids, I have to I have to caught my, catch myself on that with my kids, where you know they might have a little tone or roll their eyes, and I'm like, who the? Yeah. And then like, you know, she's allowed to have a bad day. Yeah. Today I was telling my daughter, uh, I was telling her uh, what church mm -hmm. the pastor said happiness follows gratitude uh -huh. and i'm telling her like you know you see so you can't be um you can't be unhappy if you're grateful or blah, blah, blah and talking about this positivity and she's like mom weren't you just yesterday mad yeah. <laughs> and yelling and saying the most and where where's this happiness uh, people think? are you just she, ungrateful she now she calls me out and i'm like you know what it's uh -huh. I, I can talk to you you right don't now. have to follow uh -huh. my advice <laughs> I'm just telling you what you should I'm like, be. we all have moments. And even when I'm whooping your ass, I'm still grateful that, yeah. hey, I can grab a belt and whoop your ass. Period. <laughs> yeah. My daughter yeah. has a smart mouth, so. <laughs> but with this, we have reached at the, the end, end of this, this episode. episode. <laughs> Let's remember that a new episode drops every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Central Time. Yes. And to follow us on social media. At Latinas with a mic on all social media platforms, or uh -huh. if you want to get up close and personal, mm -hmm. you can follow us at our personal accounts. Mine is at just another Isela, and mine is at Janifield. Let me spell it for you uh, <laughs> at J H A N N Y P H I L. Yes, and we also want you guys to let us know what do you want us to talk about next. Yes, and we want to hear from you guys. You can DM us, comment on our uh, Instagram, Facebook, wherever, Twitter, yeah, whatever. Also, this is our ninth episode, so the following episode will be in Spanish. Yes, and so our tenth episode will be fully in Spanish. Then we we'll go back with eleven episodes. So please let us know what you guys would like us mm -hmm. to come back with. If it's a series, whatever it is, we would like to. We're excited it. though. After our Spanish episode, we're gonna be having some really good topics. Yes, hopefully. So <laughs> to close this off, remember to be kind, love one another, don't, and don't be, be stupid. stupid. Bye. Bye.